Welcome to Welcome to the Hollowell Manor. I'm Max. And I'm Tina. And we're here to discuss Season 4, Episode 20 of Charmed. Long live the Queen! You know what? Good name. Not something I say very often for Charmed, but I, I like it. I have no problem with the name. I would like it better if it was more accurate. My only problem with this episode is that it rushes an ending that cuts off everything. Like... I want this episode to be the entire next season. Yeah. The thing is, Phoebe becoming the Queen of Hell should be a really big moment. It should be the end point in a journey that she should have been taking this whole time instead of having just occasional, oh yeah, and Phoebe has a tendency towards evil things being dropped every so often. But like, Phoebe becoming the Queen of Hell should be a big deal. This should have been perhaps a... If not a season-long arc, then a half-season arc, at least. And I know this feels weird. This feels weird because one of the major problems Charmed gets later is running plots into the ground. But... And, and here it's like, you have this great plot. Phoebe is the queen of hell. And you're like, okay, well, spoiler alert, guess that's wrapped up. Yeah, one episode. One episode where Phoebe is the queen of hell. And it's an amazing episode. It's so good. This is what they took from us, Max. This is what they took from us. Could have had a whole season of this. But right. no. Let's let's not let's not mourn what we didn't have. Let's just let's just enjoy what we have the next forty minutes of Phoebe as the Queen of Hell. Yes. Do we have to do a previously uncharmed did previously, we Previously Phoebe became the Queen of Hell. Yes. Uh, Phoebe is pregnant with the source's baby. There was a one-off line that Cole's would be a fair partner throughout about, like, the baby doesn't really belong to you anyway, which will come up again next episode, although God knows that doesn't make any sense. but No, it doesn't. It, it was just to give them an easy out. Yes. So Phoebe is pregnant with the spawn of the source of all evil. She has decided to join him as the queen of hell. And together they have taken the thrones in the underworld. Yeah. This, the last... source doesn't normally have a queen. It's weird that they had a throne waiting for her. but Cole had it specially made. <laughs> Cole's a good partner. I, I just, I feel so bad for all of the demons working for Cole. Because you're like, okay, my boss died and was reborn as this guy and this guy's like hey this is my wife you all have to be cool with her even though she's you know i know that this is like super super niche what i'm about to say mm -hmm. but it's the crazy ex-girlfriend song who is this new guy that that's the demons about cole as opposed to everybody at white feather and associates about nathaniel who also is my favorite evil love interest yeah, I mean, Rebecca slash Nathaniel, end game. Yeah. It's obviously not going to be Josh. And Greg, ugh. It might be new Greg, but that would be good for nobody. I mean, it might be no one. No one's a good answer to. Yeah. But. The best answer is clearly Nathaniel, though. I mean, come on, he gets her. He went through all that character development. Right? He tried to have an old man killed for her. He's basically Spike. He went out and got a soul just for her. Why doesn't anyone get that I'm nice now? I love Nathaniel. <laughs> I, I love that character arc. It's amazing. Yes. Oh. 
Yeah. No, it's funny too, right? Because that's the song, right? Who's the new guy? It's like, wait, I'm supposed to care about this new person so late into the season. And by the end, I'm like, fuck everyone else. It's the Nathaniel show now. I mean, it's like a Ben Wyatt thing, right? Because he was introduced relatively late into Parks and Rec. Mm, uh, and introduced as an antagonist. Okay, so several several things here. Okay. As long as we're going to go off about Parks and Rec. Yes, he comes in late. End of season two. In fact, the beginning of season three has a little, has a recap that's like hard-coded into the show. So no matter what platform you're watching it on, it's there where it's like, wait, what's going on? Why is the city shut down? And who are these new evil people who came in, right? Rob Lowe and some guy. The guy from Party Down. Right? Rob Lowe and the guy from Party Down. But a lot of people will tell you that the show doesn't really start until Chris and Ben show up. And I'm one of those people. Yeah. So saying he comes in late is kind of a... mm, It depends. You're okay with people missing all of that Mark stuff? Who? Yeah. Yeah. Nobody cares about Mark Brandanowitz. Who, incidentally... So here's the two things. Well, here's the one thing I was going to tell you, but now there's two things. Mm -hmm. One is that Ben was not supposed to be forever. There were supposed to be, like, several different love interests for Leslie Knope throughout the series, but the chemistry was so undeniable that it was like, this is obviously endgame. Yeah. Hey, isn't it interesting how they had something planned, and then when they saw the chemistry two certain actors had together, they were like, let's just go with that and then not throw it out the window last second because of some footage we filmed ten years ago. This is shade that you're throwing at How I Met Your Mother? Yes. Totally deserving of shade. I don't want to, like, I don't want to, like, jump into our secret mini podcast that's going to come very soon, but... I'm very excited about finally getting to vent about how I met your mother. It's gonna be not that we don't like vent about it all the time. Just an hour straight of just screaming oh and my God. screaming. Like, I'm gonna like empty out my spleen and I'm just gonna feel so much better. Well, the thing is, the whole last season, like, and I, I love the mother that they like when they finally introduce the mother. She's great. That's she's, the problem. She's honestly way too good for Ted. Well, that's a problem. Oh my God, we need to save this. We need to save this. Yes, we should talk about Charmed. Wait, no, no. The other thing is, Mark Brandanowitz was originally supposed to come back a few times a season, and then they were like, oh, never mind. Never mind. Yeah, our Perks and Rec zine. The I back, like you and I love you. Yes, the back cover is a uh, missing no reward poster for Mark Brandanowitz. No one cares about Mark Brandanowitz. I feel a little bad for the actor, though, right? Like, oh, whatever. He's fine. I'm sure he's I'm Is sure. he? I have no idea. Is he? I have no premonitions about him. Ooh, I've got back to Charmed. Yeah. Okay, so Cole is doing demon business in his windy, windy ass apartment. And well, okay, but we don't open on that. We open on like super angry Phoebe wearing a like blood red kimono, just venting out at everyone. She like she storms over to the window and she like slams it shut. Why is it so goddamn windy in here? I didn't move to San Francisco because I wanted wind. That's a that's a joke because it's very windy in San Francisco, if you don't know. Also, wait. Didn't a wind demon kill Prue? Yes, a wind demon did kill Prue. Also, also, okay, so we're evil, so we're not allowed to turn the lights on in this house. Well, that's just... No lights, windows open, wind everywhere. That's because evil people have a respect for ambiance. Speaking of which, the seer comes in with a goblet. A smoking goblet that she's like, drink up. 
It's good for the baby. And Phoebe's like, can you do anything about this wind? And the series like, no, that's not, she's no. Like, she's like, well, I could have if someone hadn't vanquished the wind demon. <laughs> I, 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 Phoebe is being such a Karen. Although the seer says, I do know someone who controls the weather, but they're currently out of town, which I feel like raises further questions. This is all amazing. This is all amazing. And then Phoebe goes on about how annoyed she is about how noisy Cole's little business meeting in the living room is. So Phoebe takes a drink of this smoking goblet that the seer has handed to her and she's like, Ew, this is so gross, and everyone's so loud, and it's so windy, and why is it dark? She's like, why can't I just take a regular prenatal vitamin? And the seer's like, because you're pregnant with the source of all evil's child. Do, yeah. you not, do you not understand what's happening right now? In order for the baby to not explode out of you, we need to give you special demon vitamins. And, okay, this reminds me of one of my favorite bits in Buffy. Uh-huh. Where Willow's describing the taste of pure evil to, I think it's Andrew. And he's like, what is pure evil? Because she's like, I I was in con- like I was in direct contact with the first. I could taste pure evil. And he's like, what does pure evil taste like? And she's like, it's kind of chalky. Which, <laughs> uh-huh. it, it's something that just, you know, whenever anyone's like, oh, I can taste her power or whatever. Yeah. You're like, it's kind of chalky. Yeah, it, it, I don't know. I, I like that note. Also, I know Rack's a big old creep, but uh, the fact that he describes Willow's magic as tasting like strawberries. I just, I like that concept that magic has a taste to it. Yes, definitely. Apparently, pure evil tastes gross, though, as, as Phoebe points out. She's like, oh, this is so gross. Boo. I thought being evil would be fun. Oh my god, she throws herself down on her bed like a teenager and is like, I can't concentrate on my job. And the seer's She's trying to write her column. The seer's like, why do you even still have a job? You're the queen of hell. That should be your full-time job. You know what this reminds me of? What? This reminds me of a Christmas Prince. Okay. Remember? Remember? Because he gets married to uh, Tinkerbell. Yes. To live more. Yes. To Rose McIver. Yes. And then in the sequel, she still wants to be a blogger. And they're like, you can't be a blogger. You're the queen of, of Christania now. <laughs> yes, you're, you're the queen of Christmas country. The country where it's always Christmas. Yeah. I do want to point out that Phoebe has a book on her bed and I just had to stop and look up what it was. Mm-hmm. So Phoebe next to her laptop has a book called Playing It Straight. That is a book about like recovery and 12-step programs. So she is taking this job, like, really seriously. She's like, okay, I need to, to look up stories about recovery to give my advice. And I just, I just, I feel like, I feel like the set dresser was taking the job way more seriously than anyone who wrote any answer that Ask Phoebe ever, that, you know, is ever shared with us. Did you do that thing with your group uh, this I week? did not, and I want to bring up why. Okay, well, when we get to it. When we get to it. So, this year's like, 
you don't want to talk about your relationship, do you? And Phoebe's like, I mean, I love Cole, but I just, I, I don't know if I can turn my back on my sisters and my whole life. And I, 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 I have readers who need me. I'm Ask Phoebe now. She's been Ask Phoebe for like two episodes at this point. How is it her entire personality? Actually, what she says is, you're right, you're right. But what she says is, I love Cole and being the queen of hell is fun. But I miss my sisters. And I like being Ask Phoebe because basically I get paid to tell people what to do. And this year is like, Cole is working very hard to consolidate his power in the underworld. He has officially assumed the throne and he now has all the powers of the source. But uh, you please take this seriously. Please, please take this seriously. And then she just voips out. Oh my god, wait, no, I'm sorry. Before she voips out, Phoebe condescendingly waves at her and says, you're excused. <laughs> oh my god, Phoebe's such a bitch now! She did just drink a vial of pure evil. Oh, is that why? <laughs> is that why? Yeah, this is an attitude we'll see for the rest of the show, basically. Anyway, then she storms out into the meeting and is like, Cole, it's after midnight! You're done. And then Cole's like, I'm I'm working, honey. And she just... She's like, fireball! Fireball! She's just blowing up demons left, right, and center. And Cole's like, let's reconvene tomorrow. I need to talk to my wife. And she's like, sorry, pregnancy hormones. You want to go catch a movie? Oh, my God. Phoebe's so... This, she's such the worst in this episode in, like, the best way. She's the worst in the best way. This is the most I've ever liked Phoebe, I think. Since, like, season one when Phoebe was... Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, Piper's getting... Holy shit, Piper! Piper is getting ready to blow the shit out of Phoebe. She's making all of these vanquishing potions, and she's like, you know, this one... This one mimics my blasting power, and this one will set her skin on fire, and this one will turn her inside out. And Paige is like, or we could try, like, talking to her. And Paige is making excuses for her. She's like, she has an evil baby inside of her. Maybe the baby's making her evil. And I appreciate that Paige, like, just got sisters and, and wants to, like, keep the family together. But, Paige, really? <laughs> I'm... I mean, that's basically what they end up going with. But. Okay, what, you know what, preview for later on in this podcast slash episode. Yes, they are later going to say that the baby is making her evil and also the potion that the seer is giving her is basically pure distilled evil and that's why she's acting evil and therefore we should forgive her for everything that happens and not hold any of it against her. But as Cole points out in this very episode... She was not under those influences when she chose to stand by his side at the coronation. Yeah, like, Phoebe is under a lot of influences now, but she made the choice to be evil all by herself. Like... Yeah, there's... I... I, I mean, I guess the fetus was inside her for that, but this this isn't... This isn't a Jasmine situation. No, uh, this whole thing is, this is very, this is very weak sauce show. Like, I, I do not appreciate the way the show kind of backpedals Phoebe having to take any responsibility for anything. And at the same time, it's going to hold Cole responsible for all of this behavior, despite the fact that we know that he is possessed. Whatever. I mean, 
it's kind of weird for me to use Jasmine as a positive example of this trope done better. Cause... Well, I mean, that whole thing is a trash fire from start to finish because Joss Whedon did Charisma Carpenter so very, very, very dirty. Yeah. I mean, just... That whole plot. Honestly, I can't even rewatch that part of Angel because all I think about is how fucked it all is. The, everything that happened to Charisma Carpenter. Yeah. For the most part, like, I can still watch Buffy and because so many people were involved in it, especially, like, Marty Noxon and Jane Espenson had such a huge influence on Buffy. To say nothing of Sarah Michelle Gellar, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that show belongs to more people than Joss Whedon. I can still love Buffy. I'm still going to get my Buffy tattoo and, you know, it's all whatever. But, like, that arc of Angel, it's just too influenced by the bad things that Joss was doing. I can't. I can't watch it. It's too upsetting. Yeah. But you know what it was? An excuse to get Charisma Carpenter off the show, so now we get to have her in Charmed next season? Uh, no. It, and it, I know, that, and I know be... the time doesn't line up right, but we do get her next season. No, it's gonna be a few seasons from now. Really? How long until we get Charisma Carpenter? Well, uh, it's... We're on four? We're almost done with four. She's She doesn't have that many more seasons to show up. Isn't she contemporary? I mean, there's eight seasons of Charmed. I thought she was contemporaries with uh chris and cole's in the next season then uh spoilers yes spoilers cole does not die forever in this episode i mean he could yeah theoretically but people he... people who don't know the show and are just watching it for the first time they might think that this is the end of cole mm. i bet yeah i bet people were pretty big mad about oh my god you're right she doesn't show up until season seven yeah Never mind. I actually think that's post Chris too. Yeah, cause she's. I I just thought of her. I just thought of her being here in the show for much more of the show than she's in. I guess. No, she's only in a few episodes too. Like you think of her as being this big arc character, but I guess it's the same thing with the seer. The seer's in relatively. I know they're both called the seer. This the seer. The seer we're currently dealing with. Well, also I just. I just Googled it, and the Wikipedia entry that I brought up uh, claimed that that character and this character are the same, which they're obviously not. Yeah, they're very clearly different characters. Or perhaps they meant, like, they're in the same, like... They... Uh, they're both seers. No, no, but not just that they're both seers, but they're, like, in the same job. I guess. Hmm. You know, they're both whatever... They're both the regional manager, right? So so they're the same character in the way that, like, Andy is the Michael of the office of the later seasons. Yeah. But, I mean, this is this is a thing in Charmed. You you have Phoebe's Dark Mirror constantly. There is Naked Table Lady. There's this, the seer. There's Kira. Which is Charisma Carpenter's character. Yeah. I guess the crone kind of counts. She could see the future, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think she does. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of seers in this show. Really, really... Premonition is a dime a dozen power. Well, a lot of people have telekinesis, too. It really feels like Piper's kind of the only person who got unique powers. Except I know Cole uses time freezing. And I guess the cleaners. Yeah, but those are high-level demons. So, yeah. yeah, no. I Despite what everybody says, where everybody's like, you know, premonition really is the most powerful of all the powers. No, fucking being able to freeze time and then explode things. Yeah. Look, Piper is the tank of charmed mm -hmm. 
Although I still don't think that's the power I would want. Of all of the sisters' powers, if I could have any power. I'm assuming you'd go with Paige? Oh yeah, 100%. I mean, honestly, really hard to turn down teleportation. It's just so convenient. And if I'm not fighting evil, I don't need to be blowing things up. Now, if I assume that having a power comes with the obligation to fight evil, then okay, Piper's. Mm. But well, does Piper's come with a husband that orbs me? Uh, I don't think so, no. I don't think uh, spouses are part of it. We oh. know, but what if like you got Leo's powers and I got Piper's? Okay. You could heal an orb and I could blow shit up. Yes. And I would and I would promise to not blow you up because I'm a better wife than Piper. Okay. I know this is so far off track, but in the thir- in in the three blondes episode where the three blonde evil witches <laughs> steal the charmed ones. One I- of them played by Jenny McCarthy. <sighs> because that that no, that's a time freeze for you. <laughs> so when they steal the charmed ones' powers, um the one who gets Paige's powers only gets the object orbing. She doesn't get uh, regular orbing. Right. Well, that's why I said Paige and not Prue's. P- part of Paige's powers comes from being a white lighter. Yeah, but when someone steals her charmed one powers, it's not they don't get her orbing. They can just do the object thing. Right. But we're talking about whose powers do you want? I want yeah. Paige's. And like, I, actually, it's weird in retrospect that she didn't get the orbing, right? Because, like, like you said, they're just, they were getting their powers by stealing their identities. Shouldn't she also have gotten her white lighter exclusive powers? I mean, maybe white lighterness is protected in a way that charmed onesness isn't. And again, I love that Chris just has one of the active worn powers and orbing. Oh my god, we need to get back to this specific episode. Well, that's because Chris is Prue. We will get to it, but yes. Everyone knows it. So Leo comes in and he's like, uh, according to the elders, Phoebe's mostly just blowing up other demons. And Paige is like, doesn't that mean she's good? And Piper's like, no, she's just a bitch no matter where she is. Like, the number one cause of demon death in this in this television show, in the show of Charmed, is other demons. Mm-hmm. Like the Charmed ones will take out their fair share of demons, but it's a it's a fairly. Hmm, I'm trying to think of a good way to phrase this. There's a lot of Klingon promotions in that organization. Yeah, yeah. So meanwhile, well, I guess this isn't meanwhile. I guess it's the next day. The next day, the demons have reconvened and are having a meeting where they essentially just talk about really good people in town and they're going to go kill those various good people. This is like some dark lighter shit. Yeah, like this feels like it's too low priority for the source of all evil. Like, really? This is this is what you're spending your time on? It is, well, I, okay, so I think that the reason the source of all evil is here is because at one point, one guy's like, hey, I should get to kill this woman, this, this social worker woman. It's a King Solomon thing, right? Yeah, he's overseeing because they're they're arguing about whose territory is whose, so he's, he's overseeing it. Honestly, this might be just one, one dispute that he's hearing out of many disputes that will come up. These are all supposed to be upper level guys, though. It's really weird that all these people are like, 
this guy's good at charity, so we need to kill him to make the world a more evil place. Well, I was going to say, that's a weird thing for them to be talking about doing anyway, because, like... That's 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 like what dark lighters do. This isn't a demon thing. All to be ambiguously fair, dark lighters' job description is so broad, it's basically meaningless. Remember, there's a whole subset of dark lighters whose whole thing is that they seduce women and impregnate them with evil babies to turn them evil. What do demons do, actually? Yeah, I assume demons would be more managerial, but it feels like a lot of this stuff should be, you know, handled by warlocks or... Yeah, well, I was going to say, don't demons really more go after witches? But no, that's what warlocks do. Like, what do demons do? No, I, I guess this is it. They just make the world more evil so that they're more powerful. Like, if there aren't people doing charity or whatever, like... Every time you masturbate, instead of working at the soup kitchen, a demon gets stronger. It's like the good place where you just need to put more low-level evil out in the world. I don't know. I, I like to think that there is a Crowley in this world, like in Good Omens, yeah. who's doing things like messing up traffic patterns just to make everybody irritated. Oh, oh, you know what Crowley's doing now in this century? Internet stuff. Yeah, he's designing the password rules for various streaming platforms. Oh, yeah. It took me, I had to reset my password to sign into Peacock today because, and then, like, after trying my password and it didn't work, my password that I had saved to my password locker, and I don't know why that one's not my password anymore, because apparently it wasn't, so I had to reset my password, and, like, well, first I tried, like, three other passwords I thought it might be, and it wasn't any of them, and I was like, fuck you! I guess reset my password. I guess go through that rigmarole. And then when I reset my password, I went to reset my password. It was like, oh, you can't use a password you've used. Fuck you! Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. Hate password rules. Also, also, okay. If your thing has a rule where it's like you have to have capital letters and two symbols and five numbers or whatever, okay, fine. Whatever. But when somebody's entering in their password and they don't get their password right like there should be a little pop-up box that says what the rules were so that you remember what password you created at the time like if i remembered i had to use a symbol then i would know what my password was that i created anyway rant over well about that i know charmed kind of blew past this because they basically started fighting upper level demons in season one mm -hmm. but i really wish charmed had focused more on lower level demons whose stuff wasn't just like murdering people i know we've talked about this on the show before but i have to imagine there are lower level demons that are just like inconveniencing people all the time and drawing yeah. their power from that like because demons draw their power from misery and you there are non-murdery ways to make people miserable hell yeah anyway speaking of non-murdery ways to make people miserable <laughs> Phoebe. Phoebe comes, she comes into the room in this leather top. Oh my God. Speaking of, speaking of uh, our other podcast, Welcome to the Uncharted Territories, it's like a sluttier version of Aaron's top when she wears just that leather bit with nothing underneath it, except then Phoebe's got it like opened at the clavicle. I mean, it's, it's what cartoon Aaron was wearing. In, yes. Uh, Avenging Angel. Revenging Angel. Ugh. Anyway, she comes strolling into the room, and she's like, hi, boys. Fireball! Just kidding. 
Oh my god, fireball! No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Like, <laughs> I, I love I love the look that Cole's like lieutenant exchanges with him. Like, can you please get your wife under control? Because she's being such a dick to these demons. And then Cole goes to talk to her. And he's like, can you not frighten my demons? And she's like, I was just kidding. It was a joke. I'm sorry. Aren't we evil? Isn't this what we're supposed to do? Oh, did I hurt their feelings? We're all demons now, right, Cole? God. Also, why aren't you spending more time with me? And Cole's like, I I made so many bad choices. (laughs) I've made a terrible mistake. Also, he tells Phoebe, look, the demons have a hard enough time with the fact that you used to be a charmed one please don't go antagonizing them and i'm like okay but their problem with them can either be that she used to be good or that she's too evil it can't be both and she's like she goes out and she's like okay well these little babies are sad because i killed their friends mommy's sorry that she killed your friends little babies oh no a premonition <laughs> Yeah, she touches one of the demons. Okay, okay. By the way, can I just can I just rag on Phoebe's premonitions for a second? Is that out of character for us? <laughs> Not even a little bit, no. Okay, so she touches one of the demons who was talking about killing the like social worker woman, or I guess Man. social worker guy. Yes. And has a premonition of him killing the social worker guy. By the way, there is an like a glo- a, a a dossier of the social worker guy like up on the table when she has this premonition, <laughs> like. Good detective work there, Phoebe. You figured out who... A plus! You figured out what the demons were going to do with the guy that they have all the pictures of. Like, you figured out that the demon's got a demon when he's sitting there telling you he's... Whatever, whatever. I love that this guy is just runway walking down a dark alley, as one does. Sure. I mean, Piper said it in the first episode of, I think, this season. I think the first episode where she's like, what is it with innocence and dark alleys? Right? Which, yeah. Anyway, then Phoebe leaves the room and she over, she like listens at the door to hear Cole say, all right, so Malik's going to kill this guy in the alley tonight. And Phoebe's like, oh, I've done such great detective work. And then she takes the evil potion and pours it into a plant because she's not going to drink it. And then she demonstrates that she is now good by taking off the evil top. And just walking away topless. Yes, she turns away from the camera and then she takes off the black leather top. And you just see her walking boobfully off into the... I do have to say, though. Mm-hmm. Alyssa Milano has a rosary tattoo on her on her back. Yes. So when she takes off the evil top, it does expose the rosary tattoo. Do you think do you think the cinematographer was thinking that when they blocked this scene? I 100% think he was not thinking that. Oh. I I think he was thinking, "Hey, we can we can maybe show a little side boob. This is the WB, right? We can do that." We saw like a quarter of David Boreanaz's ass when he came back from hell. I just I love I love that she came out in this evil leather top and is like, "I guess I won't be evil anymore. So I won't be needing this evil leather top." I love this episode so much. So Piper is organized at the back at the manor. Piper is organizing all of the murder Phoebe potions. And Leo's like, I think maybe you're not in the best place mentally right now. And, and, and Piper's like, look, 
I'm sorry, but I feel like we just need to deal with the situation at hand. And Paige is like, don't you all become evil all the time? Right. Like, how is this different from when she was possessed by, like, the the bank robber ghost? Or uh, who else was she possessed by this season? Because I know it's been more than one thing. Uh, Was she a fury or a harpy? No, you keep thinking uh, she was a banshee. A banshee. Piper became a fury. You keep thinking that Phoebe became a harpy, which she does not. Okay, well, let's not delve into that too much. But... So, okay, okay. She... Well, well, but Piper says this isn't like any of those other situations. Phoebe isn't possessed. She made the choice to be evil, so we have to kill her. Okay, Piper is not wrong. She chose evil. Are you listening to me? Charmed from 10 years, 20 years ago? God, how, whatever hell the show is. Yeah, Are you so listening to me? Years ago. Charmed two decades ago when you try to retcon this? Ugh. She chose evil. Okay, so my theory, by the way, is that the reason Piper is going so hard is because if they really do have to vanquish Phoebe, then that's going to destroy the power of three, and then Piper gets to actually be out. You know what? Solid. That's my theory. Solid. Okay, okay, so let's talk about evil Phoebe and good Phoebe. Because evil Phoebe wears a black leather top that's open all the way down the front, and good Phoebe wears a fringed brown suede jacket like the one that Dave wears in Happy Endings that all his friends make fun of. Yes. It is, like... Two equally ridiculous leather outfits. Like, how many cows have to die for people to figure out where on the morality spectrum you are today, Phoebe? Well, Phoebe is, she's still very clear. She's like, hi, guys, I'm still the queen of hell. And Piper throws a vanquishing potion at her and she fireballs it. And she's like, okay, look, I may be the queen of hell, but I'm still also a charmed one. So, you know, I'm going to have it both ways. And Piper's like... It's not how this works, Phoebe. It's really not. I mean, I I wouldn't go so far as to say I'm on Piper's side. <laughs> she she tries but to pick up a, right. She tries to pick up another vanquishing potion, and and Leo and Paige have to hold her back. And Phoebe's like, "Look, you are my sisters, and just because I'm the queen of hell doesn't mean that I don't, you know, I I don't still have my duties." But, like... Just because I'm evil doesn't mean I can't still be a charmed one. Yes, it literally means that, Phoebe. It literally means that. I've never ignored a premonition before, and I'm not going to start now. Oh, well, put a pin (laughs) in that. But, But Piper points out, honestly, fairly reasonably, you are literally the queen of hell. How can we trust you? How can we be sure that you're not just going to murder all of us and feed our innards to your demon spawn? Well, Paige rightly points out, look, the fact that she wants to help us, that she doesn't feel like she can ignore an innocent, means that there's some good in her fighting to get out. We should nurture it, not keep throwing potions at her. Also, I want to say, like, does it matter if you throw potions at her? Because you had your best opportunity when she first shimmered in and you had the the element of surprise and she batted that away like it was nothing. So I don't know what you think you're going to do now, Piper. I mean, all she has to do is throw one that Phoebe misses. Yeah, I guess that's fair. So 
day orb except for Phoebe, who was it? Flames I know I out. said Shimmer, but yeah, she's she has the flame teleport now. Less cool. I don't know. There's fire. Eh. So they all go to the alley where social worker guy is sauntering. Piper freezes him, which okay. Why? Why would she freeze him and not like the demon? Yeah, but that's what she does. And then she goes to blow the demon up, and <laughs> and Phoebe's like, "No, I will handle this." I do. Uh, we kind of skipped over it, but Piper grabbed a bunch of vanquishing potions before they left, and Phoebe was like, "What are those for?" And Piper's like, "Insurance." Which Jesus Christ, Piper. Yeah. Yeah. But Phoebe's like, look, don't kill this guy. I'm the queen of hell. I can just tell him to not kill this guy. Hey. I, I love it. She goes up to him and he like kneels before her and he's like, my queen. And she's like, don't kill that guy. And he's like, all right, my queen. And then goes away. And she's like, all right. All done. See, look, we saved a guy and we didn't have to murder another sentient being. And Piper's like, that's not how this works. <laughs> They're all so irritated with her. And Phoebe's like, but like. I know that this is not something the show ever really wrestles with, but do you think maybe it would be good if we could handle these issues without murdering sentient beings? Well, I mean, what she actually says is, I promised Cole I wouldn't kill any more demons. He yeah. gets so bent out of shape. She's like, I promised I wouldn't... Yeah, I promised him I wouldn't kill Malik. And Piper's like, you know his name? Which yeah, of course she does. I assume you normally know the names of demons you're trying to kill. I mean, and by assume, I mean I know because you look them up in the Book of Shadows and it tells you how to kill them. Yeah. Although I guess this guy was low enough level so that Piper could just blow him up with her blowing up power. Yeah, but I mean, of course she knows his name. Like, she's the queen of hell. It's her job to know every one of her subjects' names. Oh, you know what? I take it back because Phoebe is definitely not the kind of ruler who knows all of her subjects names leo though rightly points out if you were just gonna tell him to stop why did you drag us along and she's like i just missed hanging out with you guys and piper's like okay but like literally what's gonna stop your buddy malik from coming back later when we're not here and you know murdering the shit out of this dude and phoebe's like i'm the queen of hell people have to do what i say and and Piper's like, no, seriously, I know I keep harping on this, but, like, you legitimately cannot have it both ways. You can't be the queen of hell and a charmed one. And Phoebe's like, what do you expect me to do? Just turn my back on Cole? And Piper's like, obviously, yes. Okay, I have so many, like, deep cuts this episode, but uh, I'm going to quote from Peep Show. All right. Why can't I have everything I want and they have nothing? Isn't that what democracy is? <laughs> so everyone kind of doubles down. Like Leo's like, you know, Phoebe, I want you to be good too, Piper. But like Piper's right. You, you can't have it both ways. And Phoebe gives the classic non-apology. She says, I'm sorry you feel that way. And then flames off. Oh. oh yeah so social worker guy unfreezes and he's like excuse me have you seen any good that needs doing for i am a good person and i like doing good and Paige is like yeah no and they all just kind of turn around and walk out of the alley down in hell it's like 
what's like the hell version of the property brothers is the, the property, property brothers? brothers yes kill him so i can be free anyway down in hell that was a girls five have a reference we are just like deep we're nothing but deep cuts tonight anyway down in hell cole is like looking at some some animal sacrifice rooms that haven't been used in many many millennia that he wants to renovate i'm not even kidding that's how this scene starts okay do you think that if he amped up the animal sacrifices then he could get away with killing less people also who are they sacrificing animals to i don't know i don't know it doesn't even matter it's just so that he can be alone with a couple of his guards it's god cop (laughs) (laughs) yeah just monkeys singing songs mate that is a Bluey reference in response to a 30 Rock reference. Honestly, I think It's Just Monkey Singing Songs Made is possibly one of the greatest pieces of film criticism, possibly of all time. It's from the episode where Bluey is afraid of the movies. Yes. And she's reading way too much into the children's movie. Although it, she is nailing the moral of the story of the movie that they're watching which is a very paint-by-numbers-be-yourself thing. Mm-hmm. But her dad kind of just, he's like... Okay, well, no, no. To be fair, she's worried because, you know, the monkey is different from everyone else, and she's like, wait, am I different? Am I also different? And Bandit starts by trying to comfort her with, look, I'm pretty sure by the end of the movie, people are going to like that the monkey was different. Yes. It's only later when she keeps going about, like, what does this say about her? That he's like, it's just monkey singing songs, mate. Yeah. Which I actually thought about in the context of there. there's this insane thread that have people arguing about how rich Bluey's family has to be to oh afford that God. house. And if I have ever seen a case of it's just monkey singing songs, mate, it's that thread. Because, Jesus Christ, they are cartoon dogs. That's how they afford the house. They're cartoon dogs. Actually, I saw a really good explanation for why they can afford the house. Well, they inherited it, right? Well, we don't know for a fact that they inherited it. Yeah. But it really does seem like Bandit grew up in that neighborhood. And the house is, like, falling apart. And we know that... um, Nana's in a retirement village. Right. So it would make sense that she would, like, sell it to, to Bandit and Chili cheaply when she, when you know, when, when they left. Yeah. When she and Bob left. Before he died. Before he died. And it makes sense that they would take it because clearly, like, well, Rad is out on an oil rig and Stripe is, like, doing okay. Stripe's got, like, Stripe's a Stripe's doing chest. well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it makes total sense. And also because the house is kind of falling apart. It needs lots of repairs. So, yeah, it totally makes sense. It's fine. One of the fun things about Bluey, if you're an adult watching it, is the, like, stuff you can pick up from just paying attention to minor details. Like the fact that Juno isn't with her mom. Judo. Judo, sorry, yeah. The fact that uh, Judo isn't with... um, yeah, Judo doesn't live with Wendy anymore. Judo yeah. lives with her dad, probably. Yeah. yeah, because almost all of the adults are referred to by their relationships to the children in their lives. Lucky's dad being the prime example, except for Wendy. Yeah. Even though we know she's Judo's mom. Also, and, and, Judo and, isn't there as often as the other neighbor kids. Right, and when they talk about how Judo doesn't have people to play with, mm-hmm. you mentioned, like the stuff that's happening for adults in the background but 
I just want to be clear that what's happening is it's like a fully fleshed out world seen through the eyes of children. But if you're watching it, if you're watching the background, you can see the fully fleshed out world in the background. Not there's stuff for adults like, oh, there's dirty jokes in the background. No, it's stuff like you can kind of assume that Chili had a miscarriage at some point. There's a lot of stuff that indicates that Bluey and Bingo's mom had a miscarriage. And it's all really subtle and it could just be like... Well, it's never been confirmed by anyone as far as... So it hasn't been confirmed, but there's an episode that's not on Disney Plus yet, but that's already aired in Australia called Onesies that apparently is, like, very clearly that. Yeah. So. Which... which we So we haven't watched that episode yet because it hasn't aired in America yet. But there have been lots of little hints that mm-hmm. Chili lost a baby at some point. Well, I mean, in the play, I feel like it's pretty clear. Oh, yeah, the, the bit where the balloon pops and Chili yeah. just takes Maddot's paw. It's such a little piece of acting, but... It's just so good. And the bit where they're packing up the... uh, Oh, when they're packing up the nursery. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Also, there's some stuff in Sleepy Time where you can see when she's flying past the planets that represent Bluey and Bingo, and then there's, like, a third planet. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a good show. It really, really is. I can't believe you recommended... I know it's because it's the hero's journey. Okay, I recommend... No, I love Curry Quest. Curry Quest is a great episode. Curry Quest is a top five episode. I just think if you are a new parent, that Baby Race is a really good episode to start with. Baby Race is a great episode to watch if you're a new parent, but I wasn't recommending it to this person as a new parent. I was recommending it to this person as a person who I know loves literature criticism. So it's the episode that's about the hero's journey. And oh my god... And it hits my heart so much when it's like, and then this is the part where all of the things that the hero has learned along the way, like, oh, and they, and they paint the back, they paint their faces so they can get past the magpies. I mean, come on. Oh, it's so great. And then there's like the, oh, and then there's the part where like Bingo has to be braver than she's ever been. Oh, come on. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. I mean, I'm sorry. Baby race gets me. Also, like... it opens with fiber work. Yes, it does open with fiber work. It's really good. It's really good. It opens with fiber work that makes you mad because they do sell that kind of yarn. It's true, it does. Yeah, yeah. Bingo's like, why don't they make self-striping yarn? And Chili's like, that's the dream. It's like, they do. It's called self-striping yarn. You can buy it. You can order it online. I know you can afford it. I've seen your house. But see, I've read the background. Yes, yes. What were we talking about? I think we were it's talking just about... monkeys singing songs, mate. Yes. It's just monkeys singing songs. So Cole is having this meeting, and Malik comes in, and he's like, "Boss, boss, I saw your wife. Your your wife ordered me not to murder people, so clearly she's not evil enough, and uh, and you should be aware of that." And you know, you know what? It... Snitches get stitches. She she spared your life, and you went. And snitched on her to Cole, so now you get blown up. I mean, I guess to be vaguely fair to Malik, I feel like he would have been blown up for not blowing up the social worker. So this does feel like kind of a no-win situation for him. Yeah, I guess so. Anyway, but, Cole's like, so did does anyone else know that my wife is apparently good? And he says no. So, why would you say that? Right? So Cole blows up Malik, and he blows up one other guy in the room, and then the last guy in the room's like, are you going to blow me up too? And he's like, no. I trust you, Chancellor Snake Face. <laughs> uh, what's what's Grand Vizier? 
I trust you, my my Grand Vizier, a character we've never seen before, but is clearly, you know, I mean, I guess they're all evil. It's hell, but so I don't know why Cole has decided to trust this one guy, but he's like, yeah, you're going to be my confidant in this whole hiding the fact that my wife might secretly be good thing for for no reason. You should have just blown that guy up, Cole. Come yeah. on. Yeah. There's always more demons until the last season where they do kind of run out of demons. So Cole summons another demon to go kill this social worker. And meanwhile, Paige and Leo are following him because they know that's exactly what's going to happen. And they follow him to a, an AA program, which is interesting because ask it, Phoebe's question. Yeah, it was about. It has nothing to do with sobriety, but that's the book she was reading. Yeah. Hmm. I don't really know if there's a connection there. I just throwing throwing all this stuff out there. And Rose McGowan makes reference to the Rose McGowan. Uh, Paige makes reference to the fact that, you know, she's seen her fair share of these, you know, back in her drinking days. They are kind of leaning on the fact that she used to be alcoholic mm-hmm. in this episode. It comes up a couple of times, and it's something I feel like they have textually stated. I don't know if they textually stated that she used to be an alcoholic. I They've definitely made mention to the fact that she's sober now. Oh, yeah, no, no, they, I feel like they have. Yeah, yeah, yeah they definitely had. So... The AA, the person who's leading the group, asks if anybody is celebrating a milestone and somebody stands up to get their 30-day chip. Put a pin in that. All right. I might have a premonition about this man with no lines who stands up to get his 30-day chip. I noticed you knew who it, like, I noticed the recognition in your eyes and I was waiting for the, the, when we watched this initially. I was waiting for him to have literally any lines. Yeah, because I, I was, I was waiting for him to come back because I wanted to see if I could recognize who the person was. And he does not come back, so out of luck there. Meanwhile, in the offices of Ask Phoebe, apparently Phoebe is working in the office, even though she's the queen of hell. I feel like if anyone gets to work from home, it's the queen of hell. In the dark, because, you know, evil now. And Also, like, are you going to complain about the noise all day long, or are you going to come work out of the office? Do one or the other. I guess if you worked out of the office all the time, you wouldn't get to complain about the noise. So Elise comes in to the office and she's like, look, I thought that your article about how a woman should beat her cheating husband to death with a crab hammer was hilarious, but we can't print it because, you know, we'd get sued. So I'm not sure about that. But anyway, write something different, Phoebe, like pull your head out of your ass and write something we can actually print. And Phoebe's like, fireball. I mean, sure, Elise. She does actually summon a fireball to be clear we're not exaggerating but she's holding it slightly behind her desk so at least doesn't see it one would think that would change the lighting in the room it really should anyway cole comes in and it's like phoebe um what the fuck cole comes in and alicia's like you don't work here and he's like yeah but i'm a man i can do whatever i want and alicia's like damn it he's right she leaves and Cole's like, if you want to murder her, we've got people for that. And Phoebe's like, I'm feeling overwhelmed by evil. And Cole's like, I'm going to shut the door because the Phoebe, door's open. You're the queen of hell now. You don't murder people yourself anymore. Also, okay, she yells at Cole for interrupting her while she's working. And I will just point out that she's been doing nothing all episode but interrupting Cole while he's working. Oh, my God. She's the worst. How dare you interrupt me while I'm working, Cole? What kind of monster would do that? 
Cole is literally the devil, and she's being worse than him in this episode. Cole is the source of all evil, and Phoebe comes off looking like the unreasonable one. Also, she complains about the stuff that Piper said, and Cole's like, yeah, Piper's right, you can't be the queen of hell and a charmed one. You do, in fact, have to choose. And- Noblesse oblige. Usually that means that the prince has to marry somebody until Cinderella comes along, but in this case, it means... You can't be the charmed one and rule over all the demons. And he reiterates the point that he made last episode where he's like, look, we need to be together in this because if we're not, the demons will rise up against us. They will kill me. They will kill you. They will kill our child. If you are not in this 100%, we are all going to die, Phoebe. I'm not doing this to... Like, I'm not doing this to be mean, even though, again, I am the source of all evil. I don't want our family to die, so we all have to be 100% evil all the time. Get your shit together, Phoebe! And, like, being good will make you weak. Like, this... That's, That's what he's been fighting with for the last few episodes, you know, ever since he possessed this body, which I will remind you... The source of all evil and Cole are not the same person, even though this episode really, really makes it seem like they are. Mm-hmm. He even tells Phoebe, he's like, I get it. I get the conflict. It's the same one I've been dealing with. But it's not because he's possessed. And Phoebe's so distressed by this that she's eating her fingers. But he's like, look, let's go home. We can have a hot mug of cocoa and like watch a movie. And then we can just be evil forever, okay? We'll have a little date night and then we'll just be evil and people won't rise up against us and it'll be fine meanwhile piper's sitting alone in the dark at p3 drinking out of a giant bottle of whiskey to like show how morose she is and it's the bottle of whiskey has the like bar pourer thing stuck into it which is both a good touch and also what are you doing take that thing out if you want to get a good swig i guess i guess she's pouring it into a glass because she's not completely over the edge yet I mean, she may be in despair over losing her sister to evil, but she's not an animal. She's not going to drink straight from the bottle. So, she, and she, she's, Leo comes in, he's like, this isn't going to help Piper. And she's like, well, I ignored Paige when she told me that Cole was clearly evil until it was way too late. So she's right. Like. Although you would think the lesson would be, listen to Paige. (laughs) Yes. And Leo's like. Hey, but I didn't realize that Cole was evil. And, oh my and, god. And Piper's all, okay. Oh, if your argument is you are not any more oblivious than I, Leo. Oh my god. But Leo's like, look, you need to, like, it's human nature to want to trust people. And you just wanted what was best for Phoebe. And Phoebe thought that Cole loved her. And Cole does love her. And, and Piper's like, it doesn't matter like none of it matters i lost phoebe to evil and and leo starts off on like well things are only lost if you let them be lost and good always been blah, blah, blah. and she just freezes him she's like i don't i don't have the energy for this she freezes him and then she's so drunk that she falls off her stool which is supposed to be which is supposed to be a sad moment but it's just uh it's it, it's it's, too it's a comedic. little too comedic how, how much she, like, flies up in the air when she falls. So, 
social worker guy leaves the meeting via the door that opens into the alley via the door that opens into the fog filled alley or steam filled alley i definitely guess definitely steam filled and the the demon cole hired to kill him is watching from beneath his boy band bangs and Paige follows him out and okay it's not just steam filled it's like red steam filled like what even where even are we right now? And don't say San Francisco because this looks like the set of the Warriors. So the demon guy throws a couple of energy knives into social worker guy and then Paige orbs. Then he pulls out like a regular stab in Athame and Paige orbs it into his chest and he's like. Bleh, bleh, bleh. And poor Paige is like all alone. She's like. Again, how is Paige's object orbing not an active power? Although I guess we're, you know, we're over talking about it like it's not. Well, I was, I was going to say Paige is the only one who like has her shit together in this episode. She literally is like, where are my sisters? Well, and Leo, she calls out for Leo and Leo doesn't answer because he's still frozen. Yeah. So she runs into P3 in the next scene. Uh, presumably she orbed over there yeah yeah she orbed over because the guy's corpse is with her yeah she finds she finds a passed out piper and a frozen leo and she she slaps leo and he unfreezes and she's like that's not how that works and she's like that's no don't just uh, that's not whatever i'm sorry no i'm a you're right we're too close to the end to care but that's not how freezing works (laughs) but she's like did demons get her and leo's like yeah inner demons which Boo. 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 She asks she asks Leo if he can heal Piper and he's like, No, I can't heal self-inflicted wounds. I would also think it would be hard to heal being drunk. Yeah, you probably can't oh, I, I mean know. I guess it's technically a poison, right? Yeah. Yeah, if you could heal someone who's poisoned, you could probably heal drunkenness. Yeah, yeah. So uh so Leo's gonna heal up this guy and Paige is going to sober up Piper. Yeah. She she slaps Piper awake too. She's got the magic slapping hands this episode. She she needs to because they're down a sister. So back at the apartment, Phoebe's complaining about her relationship to this year. She's like, I love Cole, but I miss my sisters in this year's like Drink this potion of evil. Please, please shut up. And Phoebe notices that the plant that she poured the potion into earlier died. And she's like, you're trying to poison me. And the seer's like, no, it's pure evil. I love that the seer doesn't try to hide anything. The seer's like, your your child is the source of all evil. It needs liquid evil. Yes, your child is like a mega powerful spawn of the greatest force for good and the greatest force for evil. If you are not evil, if you are not at full power, which, and let me be clear, as an evil person, I'm only capable of taking you to full evil power. <laughs> if if you are not at that, you will die. And and Phoebe's like, you're poisoning me with evil. And the, the seer's like, I spend all of my time trying to help people who won't goddamn listen to me. I feel really bad for the seer. I honestly do. Phoebe's like... Why, why couldn't you why couldn't you let me make my own decisions and the seer's like you did you chose to stand by cole at the coronation i love that this point gets reiterated by four different people over the course of this episode and yet by next week we'll be like oh poor phoebe she had no choice piper mentions it leo mentions it the seer mentions it and later in this episode cole is going to mention it 
In fact, Cole already Cole mentions it twice. He mentioned it in the, the bit where they were talking in Phoebe's office. People need to remind Phoebe over and over again that she actively chose to be evil. Ugh. So Cole is down in the not yet refinished basement in hell, and a bunch of demons have gathered for a vote of no confidence. And listen, listen. They are right that Phoebe is working both sides and that maybe everybody should have a conversation with Cole about this. But their their evidence is Malik the demon was killed and the innocent that he was going to kill is now being guarded by the charmed ones. And it's like, that's just Tuesday for y'all. That doesn't necessarily prove anything. Yeah, especially because... Okay. Okay. The Charmed Ones literally do nothing but stop you all day long. Um, and they, 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 they bring up the fact that Malak, Malak has mysteriously vanished after, you know, confronting the innocent that was protected by the Charmed Ones. Yeah, I'm sure the Charmed Ones vanquished him, dude. Yeah, well. I mean, that's not what happened here, but. And, and Cole, Cole, Cole cops to it, mm-hmm. I guess, cops to it. Because they're like, what happened to Malak? And he's like, I killed him. And they're like, oh, I can't believe you would do that. Like, it's a thing demons don't do to their minions all the time on this show. And he's right? Like, he kills people all the time. And he doesn't say the thing that I would assume you would say, which was, yeah, because he failed to kill the social worker. But no, instead he said, I got the feeling that he was going to betray me, which I guess is also a veiled threat to everyone else in the room. Yeah. I don't. I feel like if I were the source, which clearly I'm not, but if I were the source, clearly, clearly you're not the source. Yeah, I mean, I I don't I don't think I would be doing a charmed podcast if I were the source of all evil. It's the perfect cover. It is the perfect cover. But I feel like the first thing I would do personally would be to wipe out all upper level demons. Well, then where is your power coming from? Lower level demons, I uplift. Okay, but they're not just lower level politically. They're lower level power level as well. Like, how are you going to go fight good if you only have, like, Pidgeons? What's that that Pokemon that's everywhere? Oh, Pidgeys. Yeah. Pidgeys, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but the thing is, you raise up demons. I, I just... I feel like having a bunch of people who are just waiting for you to fuck up so they can kill you is not super conducive to be. Yeah, well, he should have done, he should have been doing more to earn the loyalty of the demons that he didn't kill. Mm. Like, maybe not, maybe not bring in a wife who was going to kill them on a whim all the time. Honestly, you know what? No, I think I would wipe out the upper level demons and then work on converting good people to evil. Already powerful good people to evil. So, in our world, that makes total sense, and I would totally be on board with that, but in the Charmed world, like, what is good and evil is less based on will and what you choose, as we see, than more based on, like, what you're born into. Like, I don't think you can, I don't think you actually can convert, like, good witches to evil, because they only had that 24 hours when they first got their powers to make that choice. No, no, you know what I'd do? Send my sexiest demons out there to seduce, uh good witches because as we know the one foolproof way to make a good witch evil is to With sex oh no i was gonna say to have her married in the dark way oh god yeah just seed a bunch of dark priests out there get get everyone married in the dark way just constantly scanning the paper for engagements see if there's any powerful witch names 
like those cult weddings. Like those massive cult weddings. No, no, no. I, I figure you just sneak dark ceremonies into regular weddings that witches are doing. Yeah, no, I was just thinking like like massive wedding ceremonies, like 20 people getting married at once. Well, I think that would be harder to trick people into. Yeah, I guess, I guess. But like, I don't know. It just seems bad to have a bunch of super powerful demons hanging around that want to overthrow you. I think that the demons, I mean, you're assuming that a demon naturally wants to overthrow, you know, whoever's above him. I think a demon who's treated well, a a demon who is properly motivated and rewarded, isn't going to want to overthrow the person who's providing him with that comfy life because they know that they're not necessarily better positioned to, like, create that life for themselves and other people. Well, again, that's why I think it would be best to uplift lower level demons well now now you're assuming though that you can actually give them the power upgrade as well which Mm. i'm not sure is the case and just have this here make up some more evil juice oh my god steroid (laughs) oh my god like you need like an evil crossfit so that everybody can get evil swole yeah there you go evil crossfit that's kind of a redundant yeah so Piper and Paige are talking it out. Paige has made Piper a hangover cure and... Which is just like tomato juice and raw eggs. Which is such a television hangover cure. Has anyone ever used that as a cure for hangovers? I think if I tried to even... If I even smelled a raw egg. I've only been hungover... God, like once or twice. Mm -hmm. Uh, Once uh, an ex of mine had a... uh, His mom... uh, sent him a bottle of it was like uh, she she was from Chile and it was this like very sweet alcohol that we split a bottle of and I have like never been like I'm not a drinker I don't like drinking it did not taste like alcohol at all that's the problem it goes down so easy yeah my and the other time also back when I lived in Boston, because again, I don't really drink that much, mm-hmm. but I, I was sick. I had the flu. Honestly, I probably should have gone to the hospital. I had a really high fever, but uh, I tried making myself hot toddies because I heard that that was good for... Oh, no. And I overdid it, and it was by far the most miserable I think I've ever been. Well, I was going to say, the times that I've had the worst hangovers were really when the alcohol combined with sugar. And it sounds like that's the case for you as well. Yeah. It's, cause, it's cause that I combination using... that is deadly. And that's why I feel like Piper shouldn't be in that bad of shape right now. She was only drinking whiskey. Mm. Yeah. I've, it was it was honey whiskey I was mixing. I was making with tea. Or I was making tea and I was mixing it in instead of honey. Yeah. Yeah. Big mistake. I feel, yeah, I feel like hangover cures don't work. And also, if you are sick, do not drink hot toddies. You know what was really bad? Like, one of my bad hangovers was when I did Drinking Around the World at Epcot. Oh. Because every every country pavilion in Epcot has its own signature drink. And, by the way, some of those drinks are delicious. Oh, my God. That Grand Marnier smoothie. Oh, I want one of those right now, to, uh, to be honest with you. And that's the big appeal of Epcot. It's the one Disney place where you can get drunk. <laughs> it really is. It really is. To bounce out it being educational. Uh-huh. But the problem was that a lot of those drinks are very, very sugary, right? Mm. So by the end of the night, I was just like, oh my god, too much sugar more than anything else. 
when we finished up the night at Pleasure Island. R.I.P. Pleasure Island. I miss that place. Anyway, when we finished up the night at Pleasure Island, I was like, no more cocktails. I'm just having, like, I just ordered straight whiskey because I'm, no more sugar. I mean, no, there's whatever. You know what I mean? No more cocktails. Mm. My point is, if you're going to get drunk, be careful with the sugar. Also, like, mix water. You know, one drink, water, one drink, water. That's yeah. that's a good way to, to avoid a hangover. Alternatively, drinking's not that much fun. Or, yeah, or just don't drink to excess. Yeah, like, not, I, I, I've, I've never been a big alcohol person. Like, normally, best case scenario, I get kind of dizzy and tired mm-hmm. and quiet. Like, yeah. Actually, I say best case scenario, usual, that's the usual case scenario. Anyway, Charmed. So, uh, Piper is now cured of her hangover, and she has a little speechy speech to Paige about how she can't lose another sister. And that's why she's been overcompensating by trying to kill Phoebe? It doesn't really make sense. I think my theory is the correct one. But speak of the devil. Speak of the... Yeah. There you go. Uh, Phoebe comes in, and she's like, Guys, I don't want to be married to Cole anymore. I want to save innocence, and I want to ride ponies while brushing my long, beautiful hair with my short, short bangs. And look, I'm wearing white. The bangs white. are way too short. I'm good now. Yeah, she's wearing white lace now instead of black leather. Honestly, there is kind of, like, as much as, as we, like, deride the fashion in this show, there is definitely, like, a fashion story here where it goes from black leather to that terrible brown piece. And I didn't even talk about what she was wearing underneath it which was like a purple and yellow striped corset, but not a corset, just a waist trainer. So it's like not evil, but like, I, I don't know. I feel like there's, there's, there's an inherent, I, I feel like there's an inherent evilness about corsets, but she was wearing the least evil corset a person could possibly wear. And then now she's wearing white lace. Like, for a show where the fashions are... Well, just wait till we talk about Cinderella. But for a show where the fashions are that, like, there's kind of a story happening here. Yeah. So, they're going to use the innocent as bait to lure Cole out and then destroy Cole. And they're like, but he's innocent! We can't use him as bait! And it's like, that's why he's bait. That's... He's... Yeah, that's... And they're like, I, just the fact that, the fact that they're like, we already have the source vanquishing spell, whatever, we'll just kill the source of all evil again. So they call Leo with, with the innocent and, and then they're like, they're like, Phoebe, how long do you think it will be before Cole shows up to kill the innocent? And then Phoebe shapeshifts into Cole and is like, I'm already here, bitches! And he blows the shit out of social worker guy. Or blows him up, rather. Yeah, they failed to save the innocent in this episode. Yep, he gets turned into bloody, fiery chunklets all have over we, the wall. Have we talked about how often do they fail to save the innocents? Uh, a lot. A lot. It, and that's going to get way worse as the show goes on. I mean, is it a lot? I feel like... I feel like at this point in the show, it's not that... I feel like it's still shocking that they didn't save him. 
Uh, especially especially with how much time they spent trying to save him. Like, usually if an innocent's going to die, they're going to die at the beginning of the episode before we're really aware of the demon. Yeah, I guess I was mostly thinking about it in terms of the demon usually kills one or two people before the Charmed Ones get involved. Right, but, like, by the time the Charmed Ones have, like, sent Leo to babysit, I feel like that innocent is considered safe. Yeah, I, I, they've definitely lost people. Like, didn't they lose, like... And they've definitely... They definitely lost people to call too. Like he killed I mean, that witch with the hat. Yeah, he killed that lady hawk witch. The owl. No, the owl. The owl lived. The owl lived. And it would. The woman turned into a wolf, and the guy turned into an owl. And Cole wasn't a part of that. I wasn't talking about Cole. I was just trying to think of innocence that had died. Did no, the, the owl not die? The no, owl lived. The owl lived. Oh, okay. They both lived. Uh. They've definitely lost innocence before, though. Especially, remember when they were, uh, speaking of Cole, remember the witches that had the two halves of the amulet? Oh, yeah. The amulet that when it's in one piece is absolute protection, so the way they decided to do it was to break it into two pieces? Yes. You know what? Maybe good deserves to be vanquished. So Cole, now that he's killed the innocent, goes to talk to Phoebe, and she's like, hey, Cole, did you know that the seer was feeding me pure evil? And he's like, yeah, for the baby. The baby needs pure evil. Also, every Barbus episode starts with him killing ten, uh, ten witches and saving the charmed ones for last. Okay, but I'm counting that as like, de- as, like, demons are killing innocents before the charmed ones really know what's happening. So I'm not counting that as, like, you know, once the charmed one has... Well, it's kind of an asshole move on Phoebe's premonition <laughs> yeah. to wait until... I, uh, to be fair, Barbus only killed nine witches and they saved the tenth one. Okay, here's here's what I will here's what I will say when we like do this metric. Mm-hmm. It's like how many innocents who once they have been located and brought into the manor then die. Okay. That that would be my metric. Okay. I still feel like it's a fair few, but I've also I've been watching Charmed on a loop, so I'm I can't separate the early seasons. Yeah, I was gonna say you've been watching seasons. later seasons. Later seasons when it's like, innocent what? Charmed ones who? So, Phoebe's mad at Cole because Cole knew that the seer was feeding her pure evil. And Cole's like... That's what that's what evil babies need, to grow evil and strong. Like... And he reminds her, hey, you know you chose to be the queen of hell before anyone gave you distilled evil, right? And, and Phoebe's like, why not just let me think for myself? And... Cole's like, you did when you chose evil. And like, look, we are trying to help you. We are trying to help you. Why are you being so difficult about this? He's like, okay, fine. I trust you. Please drink this potion of pure evil because it's what the baby needs. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, you shouldn't be brainwashing me if I should make my own choices. And he's like, it's not about you. It's about the baby. Oh. Also, he's like, okay, make the choice and drink the potion. Because also, it's not just, to be to be fair, it's not just the baby. It's also so that she's not all torn up about whether she should be with Cole or with her sisters. It's to make her it easier for her to separate from her sisters. Yeah, he, he relates to her. He's like, look, I understand the struggle between good and evil possibly better than anyone else. And, like, once you have an outside force that you can blame all of your evil on... Say, being possessed by the source of all evil or 
drinking a tonic made out of pure evil, then you don't have to feel guilty when you do shitty things all the time. Like kill your sisters, because we're going to have to kill your sisters. Yep, he says they have to kill his sisters. I'm sorry, though, before he says that, he's like, you have to stop being a charmed one. And she's like, Cole, don't you understand? It's who I am. No, Phoebe, no, you are now the queen of hell. I'm like, I, look, I get it. I get it. But I don't know why it's so hard for her to understand that you have to choose whether you're a charmed one or the queen of hell. That's just, at the end of the day, you have to choose. You can't be both. It's, I... I don't know what part of you thought that you would get to be bold. I, I guess... I guess it's the weird narcissistic part of you that is Ask Phoebe that thought you could be both. I mean, I guess I understand it on one level. Like, if if you're choosing to be evil, then kind of the whole thing of being evil is that you don't have to care about the rules anymore. Yeah, I guess that's true. But then you can't be like... One of the people whose job is to enforce the rules. Maybe she's like, I can be like, like, you know, how Wolverine is the one X-Men who kills people. Maybe I could be like that for the charmed ones. I mean, she wants to be Emma Frost and play both sides is what she wants. Mm. But yeah, Cole, Cole drops the thing that, you know, look, uh, I killed the, I killed the social worker guy, which, and Phoebe's like, you killed him? And, and she's, and he's like, yeah, and your sisters are, you know, probably going to come after me, so we're going to have to probably kill your sisters. And she's like, I can't believe you would say that. And he's like, Cole's like, I was cleaning up your mess, Phoebe. The other demons were really mad that you didn't let him kill that guy. And Phoebe runs into the bathroom and vomits up all the evil. And she's like <laughs> crying and she, she locks the door and Cole's like jiggling the handle. And he's like, you know, I can teleport, Phoebe. This is just me being courteous right now. Oh. We may be evil, but I'm not going to be rude. Right. He's got standards. He's not going to burst into the door, and Piper's not going to drink straight from the whiskey bottle. Anyway, everyone orbs into the the penthouse because they don't have the same manners as Cole. <laughs> they, they, they have no problem orbing right in. It was Cole's one rule. It don't was. orb into the penthouse. And now we know why. So Piper blows him up, and apparently it takes him a little while to reconstitute himself as he as he turns to a, he turns into a swarm of evil. Yes, he turns into a swarm of evil, and they start setting up the crystals, and he he reforms into Cole, and he's like, "Really?" And Piper just blows him up again. And Phoebe's like in the bathroom crying, listening at the door, and they're like, "Phoebe, get in here so we can use the power of three. And she's like, "I'm so torn." <laughs> I'm Natalie Ambruglia. And uh, Cole pops a fireball. And uh, Piper's like, Cole's going to kill us, just FYI. And it's not like we started it by trying to kill him first. Phoebe comes it's bad when he tries to do it. Phoebe comes out of the bathroom and picks up one of the crystals. And she's like, I'm so sorry. And her sisters are like, oh, no, she's going to join Cole. And then she gives him like this deep kiss and is like, and now I have to kill you, Cole. I'm sorry. And then stands next to her sisters and is like, "All right, let's do it. Let's do the, let's do the power of three chant." Somebody call an ambulance, but not for me. Oh, uh, she like she keeps telling him she's sorry. By the way, this is a real apology as opposed to the "I'm sorry you feel that way" apology she delivered earlier. Yeah. So she's the- like, "I'm so sorry about sending you to hell, baby, but that's what's happening." Super hell, I guess. We get kind of confirmation that 
the P name thing started with Penny because they're reading off the, you know, Charmed Ones matriarchs in reverse order, which I really feel like they should have done it in regular order and then ended with Prue, having Prue be the one whose power yeah. you call upon to destroy the source. I, I know I said it in the episode where they killed the source before, but it feels like that would have been a really good way if you're calling on your ancestors, having Prue as the last one you called makes her feel like she's more directly involved in killing the source. It, 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 it would have been cool, but... They call upon their ancestors and they blow the shit out of coal. It's a pretty final-ish looking Vanquish, but it's not as... I, I, I honestly, I conflated it with his final, final Vanquish <laughs> later when the avatars revert him into being the source of all evil and they blow him up in that oh alternate God, dimension. yes. Which is the same as this one, except it's cooler because you, like, see his skull. Like, you, you see yes. his skeleton and stuff before he does the big boom. But he does the big boom, all of the windows are blown out of the set piece, and, you know. I wonder who actually was providing them with this penthouse, because we know it wasn't the fake evil law firm, but whoever it was, they're not getting their deposit back. No, all those windows were blown to hell. But, yeah, again, super easy to kill the source of all evil. Anyway, Phoebe's upstairs, and she's crying. And Piper's like, I was gonna say something to her, but, eh. And Paige is like, we should probably comfort her or whatever and piper's oh, like at the manor by the way i didn't say that they're back at the manor yeah they're back at the manor Paige is like we should probably comfort her and piper's like Ugh. i just Ugh. i want to contrast this with when leo like didn't die but like had to go back to being a white lighter and piper was crying and she was so sad and i was like i felt it in my soul because of holly murray combs and i don't even like piper whereas here i genuinely like cole but like, Alyssa Milano is sad, and I'm just feeling nothing. You don't like Piper? Leo. Oh, okay. Did I say Piper? I yeah. meant Leo. Okay. I meant, I don't care if Leo lives or dies. <laughs> yeah. I think it is blunted by the fact that we're aware that Cole's going to be in I this. I knew Leo was coming back, too. And I, I was still crying. Yeah. But. I just, I, I feel like they made a grave error in putting an emotional moment on Alyssa Milano when they had Rose McGowan and Holly Marie Combs right there. Yeah, Phoebe's crying in her bed in her room, and she's like, boo-hoo, my husband's dead. And uh, and Piper and Paige lie on top of her to crush the sadness out of her. Yeah, it's such as you do. Just what they used to do to witches and, you know, Salem times. You know, they're like, you look sad, we're going to put these heavy rocks on top of you. Anyway, Cole's gone forever now. Yep, Cole's dead, gone forever, and Phoebe is pregnant with his baby, a baby that will definitely be born next episode. We've been we've been talking about the next episode is the episode that all bad charmed titles are measured against, the infamous Womb Raider. It's weird, right, that we're doing the birth next episode when she hasn't even shown any pregnancy. Well, no, I know. We'll, we'll we'll get into it. the The way they nope out of this plot line is, you know what? Let I've... me read you the plot description. All right. As Phoebe's unborn child shows signs of demonic powers, the seer plots to steal the baby. Okay. So, I'm in two minds about this because, on one hand. Phoebe and Cole's baby feels like the biggest dropped, droppiest, dropped plot point of all time. 
But on the other hand, it does kind of inform her baby mania later. If you if you think about it in those terms, because they never deal with the fallout of Phoebe. Spoiler alert and trigger warning, losing a child. But also, like, where could they have gone with it if they hadn't? Yeah, like, I... <sighs> if they hadn't kept Phoebe evil, which I think they should have... Then her having a child who's literally the spawn... You know what? No, I take it back. That could have been interesting. That could have been a source of plots. And if they did want to get rid of the baby, Phoebe should have dealt with the... Like, and I know you can... you Like I just said, you can tie her obsession with having a baby later as her doing a bad job dealing with the fact that she lost this baby. But like... We're all just going to forget this happened. Yeah, like... This is barely mentioned after the episode where it happened. And like, this this is a big thing. This would be a huge traumatic thing that would affect you. I mean, not to get too, too far ahead of ourselves here, mm-hmm. but so much of the plot of Wyatt revolves around trying to keep this young, super, super powerful baby from growing up to be evil. Like, you could, that could have all been... Phoebe. Melinda, yeah. right? I'm assuming that the source's child would be a daughter and it would be Melinda because that's what she wants to name her baby. So, yeah. They said it was... Oh, that could have been the hint that it wasn't, like, all evil because, you know, they were always referring to it as a he. They could have reverse Wyatted it. Yes, exactly! Um, a fun thing about Womb Raider, though, the little preview image on Peacock is our premonition. Oh. Yeah. Huh. All right, uh, much like the Charmed Ones, we have our own power of three. The first power in our pack is Premonition, who in this episode is, was, or will become famous. I did not know, I, I didn't recognize anyone. You definitely did. Okay, so this is wild. He had zero lines. Mm-hmm. He stood up briefly and you gasped and I missed it twice somehow. Yeah, Um. so the the... The guy who stood up to get his 30-day chip, mm-hmm. and then who we see in the hallway later on, who has zero lines, was Aldous Hodge. What? From Leverage. I mean, from other things, too, but I figure the thing you would know him from most is Leverage. Yeah. For Hardison in Leverage. Whoa, wow. Yeah. Uh, good for him, I, I guess, having an actual career after... I mean, I'm sure a lot of people who are, like, background extras... I mean, that, I, I feel like he must have had a line or something. At some I, point. I feel like there must be like a cut line or something. In fact, I know for a fact that there must be a cut line because that character has a name. Oh, yeah. So there must be some like, I, I, I assume that there was a cut. There, there were some cut lines where we like actually see him start to give his his like speech. Hmm. But yeah. That's like a true premonition. It's like a flash out of nowhere, then he's gone. Until we watch Leverage. The uh, second power in our pack, Time Freeze, what specifically dated this episode for you. Using the fashion is, as always, cheating, but you know what? Phoebe's the queen of hell. We can cheat here. That jacket. The, the Which fringe one? jacket. Oh, the fringe jacket. I. That's fair, because I don't really have a Time Freeze. There's nothing in there that would, like... You know what? Fighting with your in-laws is timeless. I guess the fringe jacket feels more like a 90s thing to me, but... 
it really feels of that era yeah possibly because uh in around that time period i had a fringe oh no are there pictures i'm sure there are pictures somewhere like i said i don't have one and you know what else i don't have the final power in our pack telekinesis what if anything genuinely moved you this episode I really enjoyed this episode, but yeah, there was... I loved this episode. In fact, I might say this whole episode was levitation, which was the whole, the thing that makes you go, oh, fuck yes. But if you're wanting me to have emotional stakes in an episode, then don't put the whole thing on Alyssa Milano's shoulders, and I'm sorry to say that, but that's just the way it is. Yeah. It was a very fun episode. I enjoyed it a lot. I... Would have liked it if we had spent more time with Phoebe as the queen of hell and worst person ever. It's the role Alyssa Milano was born to play. But, yeah, no emotional stakes. No. No. I I even remembered the Vanquish as being cooler than it is. Because they get the chance to redo it later and they make it way cooler. Uh, Yeah. Now, I did preview that I was going to talk a little bit about why we didn't use the secret power of Ask Phoebe here. Because, of course, I do have my council of advice givers. But I did not feel comfortable going to them and saying, okay, the question is, my husband is cheating on me with my secretary, with his secretary. What should I do? Can you have a more basic-ass advice question than that? Like Divorce. That's insulting. That's insulting. Honestly, like... Sleep with your secretary. I know, I know that Elise came in and was yelling at Phoebe for saying that you should commit murder, but she should be yelling at Phoebe for picking the most boring basic letter in her giant stack of letters and answering that one instead of one of the interesting ones. That's not what you do when you're giving advice. I'm sure that there is someone who, like, my boyfriend is eating all of my snacks so I got a lockbox and now he's mad at me for putting my food in a lockbox because he says it's a, a trust issue. Uh-huh. That's interesting. Yeah, what's up with the boyfriend? Is he on drugs? Why why, why is he having so much trouble not eating this woman's snacks? Okay, so there was this was an actual Karen feeding column this week. Mm-hmm. Um, this woman, her brother is, like, 15 years younger than she is. He was, like, one of those babies that happens like oops right yeah and he is convinced and cannot be talked out of believing that she is his real mom and that it this was like <laughs> hidden and she's like at the point where she's like well let's go do a dna test so you know that's not the case because he's doing things like she'll come around with her kids and he'll be like well i see that you're a great mom to your other children and she's like i'm not your mom and it's like what is even happening but her parents are like no don't do that you're just you're just giving it oxygen if you do that and it's like there well, that's why he believes it right <laughs> well it's like there's obviously something up and here's the thing he's like there are no pictures of mom pregnant and the 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 person who wrote in the letter was away at college when the mom was pregnant so she never actually saw the mom pregnant either huh right okay yeah see that's the kind of letter you choose not not oh my husband's cheating on me oh my god join the club honey just dump him so yeah that's that's why that's why we don't have any secret power ask bb power i i didn't feel i didn't feel it would be right to bring it to my council of advice givers i respect them too much uh yes and this whole episode does count as levitation 
the what makes you say fuck yeah and float up in the air it's it's a very awkward power to describe but it's also awkward whenever phoebe uses her actual levitation power which is why she hardly ever does so it's fitting yes yes but levitation is the what you know boosted you up and that was this whole episode because it's campy campy fun yes it is so i think that does it for this week yeah i think that'll about do it our show is partially listener supported. If you want to be one of those supporters, you should head over to our website, www.welcometotelevision.net, and click on our Patreon link. We'd also like to thank our current $5 and above patrons, Beryl, Patricia, Rosa, Ryan, Maracruz, Benjamin, Kate, Jen, and Dan. If you'd like to support the show in other ways, you could always rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It helps other people find the show. If you want to talk about this episode, or any episode, or any episode of any television show, you can tweet at us at ilovetvzines, or email us at ilovetelevisionzines at gmail.com. So until next time, I'm Max. And I'm Tina. And this has been Welcome to the Hollowell Manor. 